y'all. Hey, it's your girl Sharice, and welcome to another episode of Grown Ass Folk Podcast. Clink, 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 clink. How y'all doing? How y'all been? Um, today this one is for the fellas again. Um, not really beating up on you, but I just have I just have this topic was on my heart. I was in a conversation with some people and um it just came to me. But um communication or your significant other your significant other's desire to have consistent open communication with you is not a form of Jedi mind control. They're not trying to control you as a man. It's a simple request, one that you should learn to oblige if you want to be in a healthy relationship so stick with me we're going to talk about this today I think this is going to be a quick one because I have some very concise and to the point um things that I just want to say about the topic and I think that that'll be it so stick with me and um yeah hope you enjoy All right, so I was watching something with a friend. I don't remember exactly what it was. But um, there was a guy who was just talking about a woman trying to control him. And I thought that her request was totally reasonable. She just wanted him to answer her when she texts him and, you know, communicate what he needed in the relationship and things like that. I thought it was reasonable. Now, don't get me wrong. There are times when women are unreasonable about these things. Like if I text you at 430, you better be texting me back at 435. That's a little unreasonable because sometimes you look at your phone and you don't want to answer. You don't feel like it, especially if you don't live with the person, if you if you guys are dating or, you know, and you don't necessarily live together, sometimes you just want to sit back and have your peace. Still, even then, I think it should be communicated. Hey, you know, I'm having some downtime. I'm going dark. I'm turning off my electronics, whatever the case may be. But that's where trust comes into the situation. If a woman don't trust you, then you you don't have the opportunity to just go dark and have your me time. Um, so even in that case, you want to build trust so that is something that can be done. But I think there are instances where women are unreasonable about that sort of thing. I'm talking about the basics of communication here. If you think that a woman is being controlling because she's asking you to communicate in a more healthy and consistent way, then um, one, that's a sign that your skills in that area are lacking. And two, you just want to be able to do what you want to do in a relationship, neither of which are particularly healthy things. Um, You need to learn communication skills for any relationship to work, not just your relationships romantically, but with your family and your work. Because I find it funny. I find it funny that women can date really successful men who are you know, 
in corporate America or they're entrepreneurs or they had a really successful college career or they, you know, they are just they go out into the world and they they are very successful. But then behind closed doors, they're not good at communication. And for me, that's an inconsistency that I just can't overlook. So I can understand if you are not a great communicator outside of your home and then you're not a great communicator inside of your home. That means that it's something that you need to work on. You need to work on it for your well-being in your life, not just to make your relationship better. But if you are a good communicator outside in the world, but then you come home to your woman or your man and you can't communicate with them, then something is wrong, first and foremost. And you need to identify what that problem is so that you can fix it or decide if you're going to fix it or not or move on. Because sometimes men don't communicate with the women that they're with just because it's simply just not a good pairing. It's not a good relationship. Like. Sometimes you got to know when to fold them. If you're just in a relationship with somebody and you feel like you don't want to communicate with them for one reason or another, but you don't have a problem with communicating with complete strangers or your boss or your coworkers or your teachers or anything like that, then that is a sign that the relationship either needs some work or people need to walk away. But what we need to understand is that Communication is a woman's love language. If you learn to communicate better, if you do communicate well already, that's great. That's awesome. That's such a plus. You like you have such an upper hand. But if you if you don't particularly excel at communication and you learn to communicate better with your significant other, that is she will that woman will follow you to the ends of the earth she will trust you first and foremost and fellas y'all don't understand that if you give communication then women will give you freedom and they will relinquish any control that you perceive that they are trying to have over you or that they do have over you Because I know that if a person is communicating with me open and honestly and I can trust them, then I don't need to control you because you got this. Because I can I can know that you mean what you say and you say what you mean. And when I need to have this communication, the doors are open and there's not going to be any lies there's not going to be any miscommunication there's not going to be any games being played because I trust that what you're saying is that your word is your bond and I don't think that men get that I think that they think that oh she wants me to communicate she wants me to be on the phone with her every five minutes she wants me to tell her everything that's going on all the time And if I don't, she has a hissy fit. She's trying to control me. She's trying to change me. That is not the case at all. I don't want to control you. Because, see, when you have to control a grown-ass man, that's babysitting. And I don't babysit. Like, I don't even get paid to babysit. I don't babysit anybody. 
no people, man, child, baby, none of y'all. So I don't want to control you in a relationship. Most women don't want to have to feel like they have to control you in a relationship because that's work. And I don't want to do any more work in a relationship than is already necessary to the the hardships that you have to go through and the things that you have to do to just keep a healthy relationship going anyway. Why add more on to that? I want this to be easy going. I want it to be free flowing. I want to know that I can trust you. I want to know that your word is your bond. So that way things things are a little bit easier. Relationships are always going to be hard. There are always going to be arguments. There are always going to be miscommunications. But me controlling you and having to like pull words out of you and it's like pulling shark teeth, I don't want that. That's hard. So you think that women are in it to because they want to have a man that they can change and they can tell what to do when they can train, quote unquote. But that's not I mean, no sensible woman. I mean, there are some women out here in the world who just love conflict and chaos. And that's just how they want their relationship to be. They want a man that they get pull on a lead. But I don't want that. No woman with good sense wants that. So you have to drop this preconceived notion that wanting a man to communicate with you effectively means that you are trying to control his life or the things that he does or what he does in the relationship. I shouldn't have to do that. I don't want to. Um, and I think it goes to, it touches, um, how can I explain this? It, it's like, um, if you have a dog, and I'm not comparing, I know, I'm, I know this is horrible, but it's the only thing I can think of. If you have a dog, you do not want a dog that you have to constantly have on a leash, that you have to constantly put in a kennel when you're inside because you don't know what this crazy little dog is going to do at any given moment. You're going to be chewing on your vacuum cleaner, chewing on your shoes. So anytime that you don't have direct and these times you don't have that dog directly in your line of sight, you have to put him away or put him in a kennel. Or when people come by, you have to put the dog up. Nobody wants that. You want a dog that is trained, that listens to you, that's not misbehaving around the house, that you know, hey, I can leave this dog in the living room and go take a pee. And I know that I won't come back to my couch in ruins. It's the same thing in a relationship. Like, I don't want a guy that I have to constantly put on a leash and, um, you know, watch what he's doing and monitor where he's at and where he's going. Or if he doesn't talk to me in six hours, then I'm like, oh, you must be out there doing blah, blah, blah. I, I don't got time for that. I don't have time for that. Because guess what? There is a man out there who is an, an effective communicator who I can build my trust with, and I won't have to do that. That is work. It's work. I'm telling you. So try it. Try to learn how to be a better communicator. And it does not mean being a better communicator does not mean sticking your head up some woman's ass. That is not what it means either. Being a good communicator is saying, hey, I know that 
I usually text you goodnight, but you know, tonight I have to go to the grocery store and the drive is a little bit long and I know you don't want me to text and drive. So I will text you when I get home or I will text you in the morning and then follow up. Text her in the morning. It's it's as simple as that. Or um, if you want to go a little bit deeper, if you guys are arguing and you're going back and forth and you can't seem to make any headway on the topic and both of you are steadfast in your belief in your own righteousness and you shut down. You don't know how to explain to this person, hey, this is how I feel and this is how you are making me this is how you make me feel. This is my reaction to what you're saying. You don't know how to verbalize that effectively. That's like you have to learn to do better. You have to learn how to communicate with another person so that they will understand your point of view. You do not have to agree at the end of the argument. You can agree to disagree, but you have to make things finite. finite. You have to make sure that Everybody in the situation has come to an understanding that, hey, I don't necessarily agree with you, but I see how you've explained to me how you feel about the subject. It also works, not really reverse, but conversely, if you are going back and forth with someone and You don't know how to, the only way that you know how to communicate your point of view is with a bunch of yelling and cursing and, you know, throwing shit and toxicity. You need to learn how to communicate. Another instance of good communication may, this one is even kind of nonverbal. Don't. Don't spend your time trying to diminish the other person's feelings. So we are having a conversation. We're having a dialogue. And you, I tell you that I feel sad. And you commence to tell me, oh, that ain't shit to feel sad about. It's the equivalent of the black parent saying, shut up crying before I give you something to cry about. It's like, don't dismiss my feelings because you don't feel like I should feel that way. Even at the very least, which I think this is condescending as well, but any psychiatrist or psychologist will tell you that this is the way to go. I don't see how I made you feel that way, but I acknowledge that you feel it. I think that's, you know, for me personally, I I just don't subscribe to that school of thought, but they say that it works, you know, because for me, if, if in that situation, I I want to, the Virgo in me wants to drive home why my feelings are valid, why I feel this way, and it is a valid feeling for me to have because of actions that you have taken. But that's neither here nor there. That is another form, nonetheless, of good communication. Don't invalidate someone's feelings just because you have a problem with the fact that they feel that way. You can't tell me what I should and should not be sad about. So it's just the little things that make you a better communicator. 
And when you have this line of direct communication going, it puts a woman at ease because they know that you are bringing something valuable to the conversation, something valuable to the relationship. You know how to use your words, you know how to process your thoughts, and you know how to express them. Point blank, period. Love language. I'm telling you. Learning how to be a better communicator will get your dick sucked. It will get you a happy place when you come home from work. It will get you, you know, just better treatment in general, less eye rolling, all that good shit. I'm telling you. Um, I think a part of the problem is that men, black men especially, have a fear of vulnerability. That fear of vulnerability is not going to only end your relationships or affect, at the very least, affect your relationships, but is also going to come back to bite you in the ass in general, in life. Sometimes you have to be vulnerable. In life, sometimes you have to be vulnerable. Um, it's hard for you, black men, I know, because it's you you live in a world where you are taught that you have to be hard to survive and it's like asking you to betray every instinct that you have out here in the world because you have to have that tough exterior in order to to go into your survival mode and make sure that you make it home at to make sure that people in corporate america don't try to fuck you over to make sure that women don't try to wear the pants in the relationship or be more masculine than you, to make sure that you don't, you know, get, you know, just vulnerability is 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 taught to black men to be a no-no. But what you have to do is you have to undo certain conditioning that is making your life harder. And I know that is what you're taught. And I know that it's instinctual and intrinsic to who you are. And like I said, in, with generational curses, it's it can be. It's not can be. It usually is embedded in your DNA as a black man to not want to be vulnerable and to want to always be rock hard on your exterior. But being vulnerable when you need to be or when it suits a situation it's it's a skill that needs to be learned and it's an invaluable skill because you have to um in certain situations you have to be willing to relinquish some of that hardness to get where you want or to get to a place where you need to be it's just like going into a boardroom and and the the power of finessing and negotiation. When you are negotiating with someone, you are showing signs of vulnerability because you know that they have something that you want. You have something to give them, but there's a middle ground that needs to be met there of vulnerability because they have something you want. So technically, you are vulnerable, even if you have something to offer them in exchange. In this very moment, you are vulnerable because you are asking them for something. It doesn't matter what you're giving. 
in in your family life. You sometimes have to be vulnerable because you have to learn how to deal with your family members, your your mother, your father, your aunts. You have to learn how to give sometimes, give a little. And it's especially true in your relationships because nobody wants a man who never appears to have any vulnerability, who never appears to have any softer side. That is like, like sometimes those be the dudes as like what woman beaters because they don't ever, they don't have any soft interior at all. It's like they are a peppermint all the way through crunchy. And that's, I mean, it's just not, it's not healthy in a relationship, especially because if you feel like you cannot be vulnerable with your woman, then who can you be vulnerable with? So after you've walked around all day for 16 hours with this hard outer shell in the world, you can't come home and, and soften for the person that you're with, who's the only person looking at you, who's going to see you like this. It just doesn't, um, it just doesn't make sense. Like, for example, my husband is not a talkative man. Out in the world, people have a range of feelings from being scared of him, thinking he's like some psychopath because he never says anything, or they think he's quiet and shy because he never says anything. But when he comes through this door, I hear he's a mile a minute chatty Kathy because I am his safe place because he feels like he can come home and be vulnerable to me and let me know all of the things that he thought in his head all day that he did not say to people he can say it to me so you have to have vulnerability goes back to the idea of having a safe space and letting a woman be your peace. If you don't let a woman be your peace, she has no way of being your peace. Because I'm not going to sit here and watch you have an attitude and be tight-lipped and be like, oh, baby, yeah, come lay your head on my bosom. You got me fucked up. You're not going to come in here with the screw face. Like, unless Something happened to you out there in the world that's, you know, that's got you upset, then yeah, we can talk through it and we can work it out. But if you are just generally a sourpuss who don't ever have anything to say and all you ever do is grunt, no, I'm not dealing with that either. So communication boils down to learning healthy ways to, to reciprocate the exchange of information between you and your significant other. Healthy ways, not unhealthy ways, because unhealthy ways is is worse than no communication at all. So you have to learn those healthy ways to exchange information. You have to allow yourself to be a little bit vulnerable so that you can exchange information. And then... Last but not least, you have to know that the woman that you chose is not going to judge you. 
based on what you communicate to her. Now, if you're in a relationship with a woman who you feel, I can't tell her shit because she's going to judge me, you need to leave the bitch. Sorry. Bye. That's not healthy either. Men don't understand a lot of time. I won't I won't generalize it like that, but uh, some men don't understand that a a woman can be just as toxic in a relationship as a man can. And if you find yourself with a woman who is spewing that type of toxicity where they you feel like they're going to judge everything that you say to them, you need to go find yourself something better, king. Fix your crown and move the fuck on. Because that's that's not right either. So you need to know that your relationship is a place of no judgment, that the love is unconditional. And I know some people don't believe the fact that unconditional love exists, but it does. Now, you cheating and me leaving you is not an example of love being conditional. Like, that's just, I'm not going to let you mistreat me. And a lot of times when 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 a person is cheated on, they still love the person. They just don't want to subject themselves to that any longer. But you have to know that the person that you're with, that you have the space in your relationship is a no judgment zone. And when you feel that way about your spouse, it becomes easier for you to have open communication But just because I ask you to communicate with me and tell me what's going on, and if I get pissed off when you don't do that because it's something that I've asked of you, that does not mean that I'm trying to control you. Because to be honest, I really don't give a fuck where you go or what you do. As long as you're not cheating or with some other bitch, I don't, I really don't care. I don't care. If you are doing the things that you need to do, I don't care that you are playing video games. I don't care that you ate before you got home. But here's what what the caveat is. If you ate before you got home and you know that I cook every day, text me and tell me you eating so that I don't spend three hours over the stove making something for you when I can just put myself some damn popcorn in the microwave and sit my ass down. If you know that you want to unwind and you want to play video games for two hours or so, communicate with me. Hey, I'm about to unwind. I'm going to be in this game room for a couple hours. And guess what? I'm going to go get my little novel that I didn't have time to read because I was worried about the household. And I'm going to take that time while you're relaxing and I'm going to relax too. Or if you know that you want to go to this bar, communicate with me. Hey, I'm going to this bar. Now, I don't know what time I'm going to be home. The bar doesn't close till 2.30. So just let's make it 2.30. And you know where I'm at and I know where you are and everything is copacetic. But the communication needs to be there. Because if you're not communicating, that makes a person lose trust. Because you can't, I can't trust where you say you are if you don't tell me where you are. It's about building blocks. First comes open communication, then comes trust. Notice control was not anywhere in that scenario. There was no mention of control. 
your building blocks, communication, and then trust. If you have those two things, then there is no room for control. You don't have to. You don't have to do it. It's not. It's just if you have those things and you still want to control somebody, you just like drama. And that's somebody that you need to cut loose. So I'm off my soapbox. (laughs) Thanks so much for joining me. Um, This is episode 11. We have two more episodes before um, our season finale. I'm going to look at the calendar because all of my days are running together. So Mother's Day... Um, Mother's Day is on the 9th of May, so we're going to have one more episode. So the Mother's Day episode on the 5th is going to be um, the last episode of the season. Um, I will be back. I'm off to have my hot girl summer because, look, I'm tired. I'm tired of the house. I'm tired of going to work and coming home, and that's all I do. So I'm off to have my hot girl summer, my happily married hot girl summer. And um, <laughs> and so I'm going to be doing a little bit of traveling and things like that. You might hear from me if you follow me on Instagram at Grown Ass Folk Podcast and then on Twitter at Grown Ass Folk Pod. Um, you're going to hear from me. I'm going to have commentary, and I'm going to have probably some stories and some reels and things like that to just share with you guys the things that come up or pop into my brain over the course of June. But I'll be back. Thank you guys um, for once again hanging in there with me today. I hope you enjoyed the episode and follow me on my social media. I look forward to seeing you there. Leave me some voicemails on the podcast. I love to hear it. And um, I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your week.